the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. So it's a long, it's been a long weekend, but this weekend had a purpose. Granted that this weekend to the Biden administration, Memorial Day weekend, is just an indication it's time to look for the McRib. How Democrats, you morons, you'll settle for anything as we watch these idiots struggle through a holiday that was to respect the soldiers that died originally in the Civil War, and then eventually it became co-opted by all Wars, unfortunately, as we've witnessed brave warriors controlled by cowards and political scum. And it's those political scum that tend to ruin our economy as well. So one of the things I really miss about the mercantile exchange is that we used to get around a bunch of guys who were fundamental capitalists. And we would discuss not just the policies that were in the pipeline, but the ones that were destroying our wealth and making it more difficult to build wealth and the policies of different kinds. But more importantly, the indications of inflation. It was really something that if you could spot it, you might be able to prepare for it, but you knew for sure you were going to just survive it. You were not going to thrive through it. So I can't discuss that anymore. I tried to with Macbeth, who was helping me on the board today, but he's just not smart enough to keep up. So I went and got my old friend and your old friend, a man who was too handsome for radio because he looks better in makeup than Lori Lightfoot or her wife, Steve Cortez of the Cortez and Pellegrino show. How are you, Steve? Hey, I'm doing great. I also, thank you for having me on. I also like to come back on occasionally because it proves to people uh, that it wasn't a hostile takeover, that it wasn't a coup d'etat at AM560. You didn't toss me out. Um, I come back willingly, and I'm thrilled that your show is doing fantastically. And when I started talking about inflation, I'm going to be talking about it on my show on TV tonight. Um, I said, you know what, I've got to reach out to Sean because he's somebody who has been sounding this warning very correctly so for a while. And boy, is it really coming, unfortunately, um, is it really coming to pass for this country? Inflation is here, and I, and I fear going to get quite a lot worse, the and Biden inflation spike. Steve, when I hear these idiots, these talking mannequins who are in your field of choice now, right, these, these idiots that claim to be um, reporters, they know nothing. And when right. you see them try to put lipstick on this pig, and sell it, it's infuriating because inflation is strictly caused by government policy and nothing else. Government creates the policy, and then they print up the money to buy off their corporatist scum, and sooner or later that hits the real people, and we're the ones that pay the cost. And I had to have you come on, so when you contacted me, I said absolutely because this is being grazed over now, and we're being told this is normal. It's really not. Why don't you go over some of the numbers here that are staggering? Absolutely. They really are. And I, I want people to also make sure that they connect the dots here mentally. Uh, this isn't just bad luck. It's not happenstance. This is directly because of Biden policies. OK, we were already doing things as a country. 
that would that uh, endangered us regarding inflation anyway. And it has been ramped up on steroids once Joe Biden got elected. And to give you some evidence of that, since Election Day, since November 3rd, gasoline up 40 percent, lumber 176 percent, corn 62 percent, copper 50 percent. I could go on and on with these numbers. These are staggering moves in only eight months. Um, now, the economy did not change fundamentally that much in the last eight months. What did change is $6 trillion of new spending outside of the budget. Okay, the, the already bloated $5 trillion budget, in addition to that, $6 trillion in new spending on top of it, and Joe Biden's just released, released proposal to take that already too big $5 trillion budget, let's boost it 50%. We're going to make that a $6 trillion um, as well. Global markets have reacted pretty violently, actually, and not so much stocks, but everything else, interest rates and commodities, which actually matter way more to regular folks, let's face it, than the stock market does. Stock market is more interesting, but it's not as impactful on your life as commodity and interest rate markets. Um, going back to the interest rate side, on Election Day, 10-year yield was 0.72%. It is more than doubled now to one6 Now, a lot of folks out there in the audience might say, well, Steve, that's still really low by historical but- standards, and it is. But the fact is, it is more than doubled in eight months. And again, it's not because growth is... Uh, is frantic in this country. It's not because incomes are soaring. As a matter of fact, we got terrible data out on Friday, terrible pair of data. Personal income down was down 13% for the month, the biggest fall ever. Now, part of that is because the March stimulus faded, that ridiculous sugar high of stimmy checks going out, but that was still much steeper than anybody was expecting, down 13%, the worst of all time. At the same time, that your incomes were crashing, guess what? Your costs are soaring. The, the PCE, the Personal Consumption Expenditure Index, which I think is the best gauge out there of inflation as far as the indices go, it was up 3.1%, which is the highest in almost 20 years, the highest since 1992. So we've got this terrible situation, and I'm going to use an analogy from Happy Days because I love that show. This is the Malachi Crunch of economics right now. If you remember the Malachi brothers with the Pinky Tuscadero. From Melrose Park, I actually was friends with the real Malachis. That is a made-up name in Hollywood. In my neighborhood, those are real people. Here's another thing. All right. Well, this is the Malachi crunch of inflation right now. Your income's going down and your costs are soaring, and it's 100% because of Biden. And the reality is, I try to make people understand, these are, you hear a lot of terms, right? We hear all these terms. But the reality is, when those bond yields go up, that's the interest on the debt we don't talk about. That is an, an automatic tax to the people. It is also what fluctuates your charge cards, your loans that you want to take, and in some cases loans you have that you didn't read the fine print in. You have that, and then you have the base commodity inflation. And it is why when Democrats are in charge, you have a hopeless economy where the best you can do, I mean, they created a word of stagflation that didn't exist prior to Democrat policies. And we are... In, you said eight months, but the reality, this really kicked in in four months. And the, and the April numbers of inflation are the worst since 1980, which are the policies of the 70s, were Jimmy Carter. Right. And this guy's starting yep. out as Jimmy Carter. Where does he end up? Right. And it's, it's, you know, it, it, the problem is, where is Congress? Where are the Republicans now? This is your crew. These are your guys. You hang with these. I'll never be invited to these parties with the, with the napkin in your pocket the way you like to walk around. Can you help me a little bit and tell me where these scoundrels are? Please don't consider any establishment Republicans to be my guys, um, because they are not. By the way, if you happen to see, last Tuesday, a week ago, I interviewed uh, former President Trump for my TV show. And one of the things I asked him about, and I really pressed him on, I almost got him to go there, um, was I really wanted him 
to rag on um, on McCarthy, on, on Kevin McCarthy, the, uh, the majority leader, excuse me, minority and a leader. a moron. I think uh, he's a moron. For the Republicans, yeah. So just so you know, I, I am far from the establishmentarian. And Trump didn't quite take the bait. He almost did. He gave me a huge smile. You could see it on camera. You, I think inside he was dying to go there, but he, he didn't quite. But I was trying to get him there. But no, unfortunately, here's the thing, too. You know, you were, you're so right when you mentioned that so many people in media don't understand. That's almost nobody does. And uh, in politics, there are even fewer people who understand it, unfortunately. There are not enough politicians who were previously businessmen, business people. There are some, uh, but there's not enough who, who understand this. Almost all of them, they either spent their life in government or if they weren't in the private sector, it was in the law. And I mean, that's just the reality of most folks on Capitol Hill. So they, they don't get this. They don't see it. Um, and also, I think it's, it's been so long that we've dealt with really serious inflation, you know, going back to the 1970s, young people have never dealt with it. Um, that I think, unfortunately, we're going to have to learn some very, very harsh lessons. But we're already learning them. Look, on the West Coast right now, gasoline is already above $5 a gallon for pre in L.A. It's getting near six. Uh, this is going to be it, not going to be. It is crushing to middle and lower income people. Uh, but that's what the Democrats do. Right. Ironically, the that's who always pay. Guy, and that's who always, always pay. And for some reason. And, you know, I look to Chicago. We have we have a moron Democrat listener who calls up and wallows in the in the failure that is Chicago, that is Illinois. And what he doesn't understand, because he's an intellectual midget, is that he keeps voting for these people who implement these policies, who have built the ghettos that he pretends he hates the whole time voting for the enablers of the ghettos. Right. And I keep, yeah. I, I keep wondering, is it because of what you said? So many spoiled, entitled brats who have no idea what happens under the circumstances of real inflation and how the Weimar Republic, how Venezuela, how all of the South American socialists and most of the Eastern European collapsed. And we're following lockstep, even so much so where Joe Biden, the moron that he is, had the audacity to come out and threaten a retroactive tax increase on capital yep. gains that to me, before you contacted me and said, hey, I want to talk about what's, what I'm going to have on the show, it is astonishing to me that the Republican Party, and I mean all of the idiots that are in Congress and the Senate, sit idly by as this guy comes out and literally threatens to tax away money that people had budgeted for under one set of laws, and arbitrarily right. now he threatens to throw that back and the devastation to the economy that'll cause as people who yep. thought they owed one amount now owe double. Right. It's insanity to me. And, and Sean, to, to put a, a metric, a number on that, a data point, proving that money is fleeing in states because of it, the U.S. dollar versus the Canadian dollar. And let's face it, Canada's practically, this will be insulting to some Canadians, it's practically a subsidiary of the United States, right? It's a country that for all practical purposes. Yeah. Yeah, for all practical purposes, part of the United States, right? So easy to move capital back and forth in the currency markets there. The Canadian dollar today hit a six-year high against the U.S. dollar. What does that tell us? That tells us the capital is fleeing Joe Biden's because they'd rather go to Trudeau's Canada right now because mm -hmm. they think that that's a better place to park capital rather than Biden's America. That, that's a sad commentary. The, the dollar is in danger right now. Uh, Joe Biden inherited an almighty king dollar. Uh, and, and I don't mean just from Trump. I mean from generations, you know, from, from decades of military prowess, of, of economic success in this country. And I believe this is going to be the guy, unfortunately, who's going to squander that inheritance. Uh, I believe the dollar is in a lot of trouble, which means your personal financial situation, unfortunately, is worsening. Your buying power is lessening by the day. It's not my opinion. That is the, what the hard statistical data tell us. Yeah, and here's the thing. I always used to get a kick out of politicians who would once in a blue moon bring up China's devaluing their currency, and they would they would go after foreign countries who were doing a tenth 
of what the United States of America has been doing for the last 12 months specifically, but the last four in a, in a, in a, in a, in a whirlwind of policies that are guaranteed to not only devalue our dollar, but destroy the future potential for our children. This is serious right. stuff to me, Steve. And I am it's really nauseated by the Republican yeah. response to this. And I don't think they have the gravitas to handle it. And it's our job to get them the hell out of there if they don't. So I had to tell you, you know, good thing that this isn't your show anymore, because I have a propensity now to argue with guests. This is the first time in, in, since my last show that I got along with a guest. So I want to thank you very much. <laughs> For coming on, you're welcome. you, you got to do me a favor. You got to keep up this fight because I'm I'm watching the show and I love it. And I love that they put you with an Italian woman woman because I've been trying to get along with Italian women for 45 years, brother. It's not as easy as you make it look. So I think you're That's doing right. a great job. Cortez and Pellegrino uh, tonight on Newsmax. You know, feel free to mention me. I mean, come on, for God's sakes. I bring you on the show. The least you could do is, you know, a little shout out. I agree. Maybe even maybe show your picture on the, on the screen. We'll see what we can do. Take it easy now. I don't want to have to take that job now. Take it easy. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for coming on the show. You made my day, and I so appreciate it. And I am truly enjoying your show, and I'm looking forward what, to watching it. your show, but I appreciate it. Thank you, Sean. Thank you so much. Steve Cortez, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take your calls when we get back. It's all fun and games till somebody loses their property and can't pay for the food. And that's really kind of what was at stake during this last election. And this is what we are going to go through over the next four years. So all of the wannabe butter-handed baristas out there who thought that the way to the American future was to vote in a flaccid fascist who guaranteed to strip money away from those people who had the audacity to be good at it, and give it to the so-called virtuous deserving. They're going to see that it really doesn't work. It doesn't work at all the way the Marxists tell you it's going to work. In fact, what does, the only thing that ever happens, is poverty spread around. Now, some of us will do poverty better than others, and that, that still won't be good enough, because the Marxists out there will still clamor, and they will continue to vote for these fools, like Joe Biden, an 80-year-old, an 80-year-old, two-bit senator, who's never been right about anything, never ran anything. Yet he's supported by all of those covetous failures who feel that if only law could come in and strip the money from certain people and give it to others, it'll be great. It doesn't work like that. It never works. What it gives you is absolute and total destruction of your life, your quality of your life. And that's what we're going to be commenting on. You know, I wish I could paint a rosy picture, but I can't. Because what you've done is you've taken the most corrupt, incompetent senator and you've made him president when he is about 40% capable to do the job, this dimwit. President Biden officially calling for the largest capital gains tax increase in history to be retroactive. His budget release Friday calls for the tax hike to take effect April 28, 2021. So that was more than a month ago. If this passes and you sold stocks or a business or property after April 28th of this year, you could owe back taxes. Biden proposing to nearly double the capital gains rate from 23.8% to 43.4% for income. Now, I just, I just had my wonderful producer, who I love, by the way, chime in my ear. Isn't this unconstitutional? Well, of course it is. The whole damn Biden administration is unconstitutional. 
Yet it goes unchecked. Because this is the kind of mentality we're facing in the American Marxist who claims to be a Democrat. And the audacity that even Democrats aren't outraged at this shows you the kind of temperature we're at in this, in this country as we are devolving into a socialist nation. And what this means is if you planned to retire or to move into a next business and to maybe step forward in life and get rid of some of your assets, what you thought you owed the government, you now owe them almost times two. And you say, what do you mean? How could it possibly be? They're only raising the capital gains. This is the taxes across the board that he wants to make retroactive. This is a destruction of your quality of your, of your, your property. Now, I understand that this is supported by people who don't have any capital gains tax. But that's unconstitutional. Yet the Republicans are going to sit by and let this happen. You have one of two choices in my book. Either every Republican and Democrats with an IQ over 60 and principles of Americanism fight this tooth and nail, or, or we just get rid of Congress and the Senate. Because after all, they've proven themselves in these last torturous torturous four months to be totally useless come over a million dollars treasury also giving its first revenue projections for that capital gains increase and the elimination of the step up in basis saying the two combined would generate about 320 billion in revenue over 320 billion in revenue over 10 years this is the same president the same party that wants to spend trillions at a time and they placate their Marxist, fascistic, scum supporters by saying we're going to pay for this. They're not, this is not about pain. You cannot pay for socialism. Its thirst is insatiable. There's no way to fund it. This is about penalizing people who have assets in the name of those who don't. And as I look at the Biden administration and realize who Joe Biden is, I want you to think about something. He was elected to office in 1970. 72, he was elected to the Senate. But he was elected to office in 1970. As a, as a Democrat at that time, the party of the Klan, he was surrounded by more than Robert Byrd. He was surrounded by notable racists like the Kennedys themselves. Joe Biden is an absolute and total proven racist. Yet, all he needs to do is go down and act appalled and guarantee to close the wealth gap between races. And the American public will sit by as Joe Biden promises to not fund socialism that he's practicing. He promises to just strip away those Americans who practice capitalism. This is a dark time in American history. And I'm here to tell you, if this isn't fought against vehemently and challenged immediately, you cannot pull out of this nosedive. You just can't. John in Villa Park. Hi, John. John? Hello? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead. Go ahead, buddy. Uh, two points, John. One, it, it, it's clear the Democrats knew they were going to win the election with the fraud and whatnot. Why would they pick Joe Biden when they could have picked anybody they wanted and he would have won? Because Joe Biden, you know, the answer to your question is why you would pick this 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 dementia-ridden patient in diapers. I don't know the answer to that. I don't think like that. But what I can, what I can guess is that they felt that he would be benign enough to get the support of those very those very suburban Democrats throughout the nation who didn't believe Donald Trump when he said that they were gonna, he was going to ruin the suburbs, who didn't believe the Republicans when they said, when you implement this guy, he's going to destroy the economy. He's going to devalue your dollar. You know, kind of the stuff we're living through right now in a very fast four months. 
So if you're asking me how to think like a scoundrel, like a rat Democrat or a Marxist or somebody who could look at the career of Joe Biden and say, boy, I like the cut of that guy's jib. Sure, he's been wrong for 50 years and riddled in scandal and he's made millions of dollars and nobody can explain why he should run the country. I don't know. Thankfully, I don't know. But then again, I would never after living in the sewer of the Democrat corruption and the example of Democrat success we call Chicago, Illinois, I would never vote for a Democrat again. In fact, to me, the very name Democrat is a dirty word. It represents American Marxism. And that's what they got. And now they're all going to live through it. Unfortunately, so are we. I'll take your calls when I get back. 312-642-5600. So a dear friend of mine, who I know for 30 years, listens to the show. He's brilliant, brilliant guy. And he said, come on, you don't think in 2022 we could pull out of this? And just in between the break, I was listening to Tom Beck as he talks about what the idiot in diapers did again in the um, Arctic with pulling the lease permits or the lease that were granted under the Trump administration for drilling both of natural gas and oil. And my answer to my dear friend is absolutely not. Because am I the only one that remembers on January 21st after this buffoon was sworn in, that he not only canceled the XL pipeline and cost who knows what damage to the economy, and I'm talking times the 14,000 guys put out of work that day by 50, and you might be close. He also suspended all permits for oil and gas, the lease permits, on U.S. land that Trump signed. So that was in January 21st. Now they already had, had permission from the prior administration, to go to the Arctic and get their gas and natural gas and oil. And now he canceled that. So what do you think it's going to be like in a year from now? California, they're paying $6, $5.85 a gallon. That'll be a deal. So when you hear Mike Scott give you tips on where to go in the next week, you better be filling up a container in your backyard because you have no idea how bad it's going to get under this idiot, this corrupt idiot, Al and Palatine. Hey, Steve. Oh, Sean. Steve's the other guy with I'm the makeup. Sean, Sean, yeah. That's Taking right. Steve Cortez. Oh! Yeah, your first yeah. guest. Steve Cortez, smart guy. Loved uh-huh. his show. Yeah. And he took two to three months off to go help Trump with his campaign. And I thought, this is going to be the, the death knell for Biden and Kamala Harris. Yet they still came out on top. And we're supposed to believe that this was not stolen I can't, I, you know, I'm a Vietnam veteran. I can't stand the, the country that this has turned into. Can I, well, I, could, I couldn't. First of all, I couldn't agree with you more. And, um, you know, I know you buried a lot of your friends, so I'm sorry about that. And I, I, I had a cousin that buried, and that's all I thought about yesterday was that guy and what he would have been and the devastation that, it, that Vietnam was to America. But more importantly, um, not more importantly, but I don't think that um, we lost I was doing the election cover that night. I think it was what you said. I think it was stolen, and that's my opinion. And do I still think that he had a massive amount of people that supported him in both parties? The answer is yes. Yes. So is our enemy the, is our enemy the politician who steals the so-called election? Or, or is it the, what do you get? They said he got 81 million. So say he got 71 million. Is it the 71 million Americans that would vote for this buffoon? This open and notorious, corrupt piece of garbage that now we have to call a president. 
you know, so you got you got a two front problem. It's not just the fact that we're living under this guy. We were going to live under these policies, if not now, in the future. You have Americans here that are voting against the principles you were told you went and fought in Vietnam for. In fact, you have Americans that identify themselves in the same way the North Vietnamese identify themselves to this day as Democrat socialists, Al. So is the problem this idiot who probably won't see Christmas, or is it the 70-something million Americans that wanted him to come into office, cause all of your costs to go through the roof, and misuse law as a weapon against people who had the audacity to think they were free men in this country? Which is the bigger problem? I agree with you, Al. It's not the America you were told. The stupidity of the other half of the American people. That's exactly right. So that's why I wish we just, you know, that's why I'm remote today. I don't hide anything from my audience. I'm in Florida because you know what? When my daughter graduated, I got my family to hell out of that sewer, that Democrat sewer. And that's the problem. There's too many of them around us now, Al. We lost. I appreciate the call. Thank you very much. All right, I got an an 80-year-old woman on the line. So Selena in Burlington, Wisconsin. Hi, Selena. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. I've been trying to find somebody that I can talk to about this and tell what happened to me in Lake County, Illinois. But before I say that, number one, I'm a big Trump supporter. I think Biden is the biggest idiot we've ever had in the whole, <laughs> ever, nice. ever, ever. And I don't know why he's not impeached. But anyway. So Selena, I normally would argue with a stone. I'm not arguing with you on that one. Go ahead. <laughs> I know. Anyway, I'm 80 years old. Um, this happened March 1st. And, and I'm not going to go into whole like detail, but I used to stick up to the police all the time. I thought that they have a really hard, hard time with what they do. Uh-huh. And uh, I was always behind them. But what happened to me in in Lake County was I was in a restaurant with a friend. I was not drinking, but I somehow I was acting really weird. And I found out that I had blood pressure, 200 and 206 over 84 and a UTI, which is urinary tract infection, which made me delirious. Uh-huh. And I, w- I was dry. So we left the restaurant. I was driving. I don't know what I did. I, I didn't turn, put a turn signal or something like that. All right. They pulled me over. And they pulled me out of the car. First of all, you know, I give them a license or whatever. But I don't remember any of it because I was in delirium. And I so I swear I remember nothing. And I guess they took me out of the car. They, I guess I fought with them. I kicked them. And well, now I'm, huh? No, there you go. Did you fight with them and you kicked them? And you guess you did. Yeah, I did. But I didn't even know that I did it. Because- well, there you go. Well, hey, listen, if you got the bruise on your knee, odds are he knew you did it. And we're going to side with the cops on that one. All right, Mike on the north side. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Splendid. How are you, kid? <laughs> hey, I called you Thursday. I gave you some information. You said you got to check that out. Tomorrow, in the Lakefront editions of Inside Publications, the North Lakefront Papers, the Skyline, the Inside Booster, and the New Star, uh-huh. what I told you about that friend of Daly's that's stealing city land and getting millions and millions of dollars, they did a report they printed my letter, and they did their own investigative report. Forget about the scum times and the Tribune. You can't trust them. And I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. another two weeks I have a uh, golf outing to go to. Uh, I need a box of cigars. I need Macanudos. I need them long and thin so they could smoke them while mm-hmm. they're golfing. So I need a Claiborne Cafe All right. or uh, right. a cigar house. Go to the Elmhurst Cigar House. All right, we got to get back on track. My word, what happened out there? Thank you, Mike. Elmhurst Cigar House will take care of you. Get the inside deal. All right, before we go to commercial, let's get back on track. Teresa on the north side. 
<laughs> Teresa, you ever, Hi, you ever put up a fight with a cop and not Hi. remember it? You know, here's the thing, Teresa. I'm sympathetic to that. I'm one of the few radio hosts who's been arrested numerous times. I deserved it each and every time. I was a punk. I've been hit in the head with billy clubs, and I deserved every one of them. I'm not going to ever defame the cops. I was a jerk. Thank you so much. Now go on to your point. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, you know, I never thought in my lifetime I would see an administration like this. I swear to God, you know, people who want to destroy this country and the people who voted for this disaster. This is yeah. what I really don't understand. And the Republicans are just worthless. They're sitting around doing nothing. So I played this I clip, just, I Teresa, and I, I, know, I know you get why I played this clip, but I played this clip to show you the fact that the matter is that this guy feels he's a god in this country. Joe Biden yep. is delusional. He has dementia. Yep. He's not the Joe Biden yep. that was a moron when he was a senator. This is a moron plus dementia, which equals very bad things. And what you have in this country yep. is the notion that some president, some two-bit president, and by the way, that's what the office is supposed to be. You're supposed to be a rubber stamp. You're not supposed to be a god. You're not Mussolini in this country. That this idiot right. is talking about changing tax law that people of means and people who've made the economy or people who inherited farms or whatever the case is, they liquidated assets and now have, have exposed themselves to a tax that they thought they had to pay. And now can you imagine what it's like when you say, say it's your retirement, and you thought you cashed out yeah. and you say, okay, i got to pay 20%, and now you got to pay 30 That's yeah. insanity to me. And the Republicans yep. that we have that are supposed to be putting up the fight, they're either too stupid or they want in on this scam. Those are the only two conclusions. Exactly. Exactly. I'm thinking maybe B. They want in on the scam. I'll go B. All right, Teresa, thank you for helping me get back on track. I see we got a full board. I got one line open, 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. Thank you so much. So I got a uh, text from a libertarian, which is funny in itself, Keystone Libertarians. And he said, uh, I haven't had a lucid comment except when I said I was... uh, arrested by the police and 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 that's the funny thing is that most people don't understand what inflation is or what politics is and why it's so important and the reality is inflation is not caused by companies it's not caused by circumstances or markets it's caused by one entity and one entity alone government government is the only reason we have inflation you're not a victim of circumstances it's because morons most of whom are economic illiterates in the very kindest sense of the word. But moreover, they've never actually worked. We are governed by people who've never had to work. They've never run anything, and they don't understand how it works. So when they want something more, they simply produce more of the so-called currency. And they just crank it up, and they turn it on, and they tell you everything is going to be good. Don't worry, it won't be bad. And how are we going to possibly offset this? We're going to raise taxes. And what that does is it takes away from the actual private citizens, our economy. There is not one economy in this country. There are two. The one that we do, and then the fake one. Now, when that government employs tens of millions of people, and it pays them with the money it takes from the rest... If, if, it doesn't take, if it doesn't make more from the private sector, it's a losing trajectory. What that means is when more people get their money from taxes than actually pay them, you're done, over with, finito. Now the government's going to tell you lies. And where do they hide the lies? 
They hide it in debt. So we have debt, two kinds of debt. We have the one that they admit to, and that number is cooked, in my opinion, greatly. That has never been as high as it is right now. It's, it's too high to ever, ever pay off. It cannot be paid off. Then you have the unfunded cost of that money, what it really costs, what these programs, this, this nonsense of utopia. That's in the ballpark of $260 trillion, more money than ever existed if you had all the money up around the world. Now you're going to pretend that we have a superpower. Then you're going to pretend that this idiot who's never worked, who's only lied to people his entire life, somehow has a, a magic solution. And I'm here to tell you he doesn't. And I'm here to tell you the people that don't understand what I just told you are the ones that are voting and rooting for this kind of collapse of America. They're not Americans. They aren't Democrats and Republicans. There are Americans and there are communists pretending to be Marxists who call themselves socialists, who like the idea that this piece of garbage is going to take away every dollar from anybody who thought that they had the audacity to own property and create their own wealth. And that's the position we're in. So if that's not lucid for the libertarians out there who wanted to vote for Spike Cohen and the let's do drugs, those keystone idiots, you're half of the reason we're in this predicament, dummy. And the rest of you dummies, because you thought this was a normal election. Well, you're here to find out. I'm here to tell you it was anything but normal. You voted for an impotent version of a low-energy Mussolini combined with a little bit of Hitler and a twist of Stalin. And you're going to get it all. So if that's not lucid, turn the channel, dummy. Patrick and Schomburg. Hey, Sean, how are you? Uh, by the way, one night I kicked the cop while I was smoking a cigar. How'd you do? Listen. Uh, it, it, it I could hold my own well. against two of those son of a guns, but when that guy sneaks no, no. up behind you back down with the billy club, you don't stand a chance. But go ahead. <laughs> but listen, once gasoline hits $5 a gallon, they're going to blame the oil companies, and people will buy it because everyone hates the oil companies. They create a bogeyman, and, and they create an evil person, and they say, you're paying $5 a gallon because of, of Exxon and Mobil and all these other people when it's the government that did it to you, and people will buy it because we're stupid. And in the same vein, the vast majority of the oil companies saw this on the horizon, have hedged themselves in the phony, subsidized by the poorest people in the country, the green energy exactly. plants. The green energy right. plants. And they, and they so bought into it. And they'll make money on that. The oil companies will survive. Yep. But what, what happens is the quality of the life of the American who was too ignorant to understand how policies are different than personalities. And although I didn't care for a lot of the personality ticks of Donald Trump, there were very specific policies that were the most important policy. His number one important policy was his energy policy. And for the first time in this country's, really, history, aside from the very beginning of the Industrial Revolution, we were energy independent. In a very short period of time, he has set in place policies that guarantee the absolute destruction of, the, of that sector of our economy. And it's a devastating thing, Patrick. And to pretend it's normal shows the ignorance of the, of the citizen. Thank you so much for the call. Steve on the south side, I'm sorry I didn't get back to you. We'll get to you later when we get back. Thank you.
trading floor of the Merck. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I'm going to open the lines for this first segment because I want to I want to elaborate on the fact that it's a it's it's a multi front assault on the American citizen. People think this is something that, uh, oh, I think it it was terrible uh, um, because Joe Biden is going to change so much and and so much of the way in which we spend money. And this was my gripe even under Trump to a certain extent. This was my gripe under George W. Bush, under his idiot father. This has been my gripe, really, since I started paying attention to politics, is the spending, the spending, spending, spending. So much so it's just different people saying, using the same excuses. And um, one of the things I respected during the Reagan administration is I, I, I watched what Ronald Reagan did in California. And I felt at that time he was one of the very few, if not the only, politician who understood how detrimental to the quality of the American citizen's life it was when the government was allowed to spend him into a circumstance he didn't approve of and how truly immoral that is. And what is government spending? I think if you ask most people, they don't understand what it is. Aside from whatever value you think it gives you, the only thing government spending is, is future taxation. End of story. You could pretend you like certain things that the government spends money on or whatever the case is, but all those dollars add up to are future ways they have to tax your kids and your family and strangers in the future. So that's why, to me, it's crucially important. We control that always. Not just when we can, but always. But when everybody, and I mean everybody, I don't know. How, I don't know. I don't associate with Democrats, but I don't know many people who even pretend to be Democrats that don't understand when you're talking to somebody asking you for money, they should at least understand themselves what the hell they're asking for. But we are living in a very unusual time. And I don't just mean men dressed up as women that I have to call girls. I'm talking about the fact that we now have people in very powerful positions that are there because of their sexual proclivities and nothing else. Nothing else. And I'm not talking about our own little Geppetto, Lori Lightfoot. We'll get to her later. I'm talking about on a national level, a child who was given a very important job in our government, Secretary of Transportation. Now, granted, we had our own LaHood in there who was good for nothing except raising taxes. But Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg, He's there strictly because of his sexual proclivities. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He was a two-bit mayor of a town that, you know, I mean, arguably hated him when he left office. He now is in a very important position. And the bulk of this money, the so-called infrastructure, the mystical, magical infrastructure that will be used as a weapon against your great-grandkids in perpetuity, the idea that these idiots are spending trillions 
they should at least know what it's about. Well, Pete Buttigieg exposed himself in the only way that's really worth covering. called the American Jobs Plan because it contains a number of measures that are going to help Americans not only get jobs but thrive in our country today. And this is part of it. We think so this infrastructure plan is going to cause this spending where they're going to spend about seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars per so-called job that they they pretend they create versus simply just pay for with no idea how to pay for it back because the jobs that the Joe Biden and, and most government creates, they wouldn't exist if it wasn't just for charity in spending. There isn't the demand for these phony jobs that they say they create. They don't create, they just pay with debt. We, the American citizens, the organic small business and big business and even people in their own homes create actual jobs when we hire somebody for a service we need. If we continue to need it, we hire them to do it again and again and again. Government isn't creating jobs. They're spending $750,000 to pay somebody 80000 100000 Because what government includes in their jobs that they create are all their benefits in their retirement scheme. So when Pete Buttigieg talks of this utopian vision, He's talking about your economic destruction. These things fit together. And of course, it's not unusual in legislation to take a number of different elements that are part of a related theme and move them at the same time, because Americans can't wait for us to resolve a dorm room debate over which policies belong in which categories. We're in a hurry again. I love it how everything's an emergency in a hurry. We can't wait. After all, government and idiots like this moron are the reason that they, that you have been shut down for a year and two months. I know that we're going to blame the, the Fauci flu, but the reason we've been shut down for two months are because of political decisions. So now the very circumstance that they created, they have to help us. How are they going to help us? By spending us into oblivion so you can never get out from under it. And that leads me to what Joe Biden really wants to do. And that is he pretends through this real fascism that the flaccid fascist is practicing, it's going to close wealth gaps. President Biden will unveil plans aimed at reducing the black-white wealth gap. That will happen today in Tulsa, where the president will mark the 100th anniversary of a massacre that took place in a prosperous black neighborhood. President Biden is expected to offer proposals aimed at boosting home ownership and helping minority small businesses. That's just one of the ways he veils his policies, his ideas. One of the ways. Closing wealth gaps. How does he do it? Takes from one and gives to the other. And he presents himself as some modern-day Robin Hood, when the reality is Robin Hood stole from the government to give back to the people. little technicality. But the two are connected. The spending and the control over society and the picking winners and losers. And this is unfortunately what American politics has devolved into. The exact opposite of what American principles are supposed to be. Tom in Naperville. Uh, hello, Sean. Um, earlier in the show, you mentioned uh, something about uh, Biden's capital gains tax. But my question is, the projected revenue over 10 years with Biden's tax and regulation policies versus uh, Trump's projected revenue over the same 10 years with his economic business strategy and policies, what would have been the difference? One is private, one is public. 
Yeah, I'm and just, what, I'm just what, what do I mean by that? The projected so the projected the, what the Biden administration is claiming is that over ten years you're going to receive three hundred billion dollars in revenue to the government from the taxes that he takes from the private sector and redistributes in the public sector. That's Correct. that that's a three card monte because it's projected over 10 years, but what it doesn't control is the individual investor who will simply not cash out. See, there are, there are ways to circumvent these taxes. Nobody can force you to take the game. So all he's going to sure, do I... is he's going to tax the, the economic victim of an inheritance. It's not a capital gains. Rich people don't, don't need the money. They can afford to let the, the revenue ride. The people who take this money who are subjected to this tax are people, and I'm not speaking of you, but people that you may know who get an inheritance and sell their mother and father's house and the revenue brings them $600,000 and it's all considered capital gains because their mother and father bought it when he paid 30000 for the house, right? So who gets to de- right. determine what that capital gains tax is? This is a I weapon of abuse. Go ahead. I, my point, I guess, was I would imagine that Trump's policies would have brought in way more revenue well they do because they leave that money in the private sector right, right. so here's and, and tom here's the here's the real story is the people that generate revenue the people that make money generate it in oceans of of different ways because they continue to put that money to work in the private economy once it enters right. the public it's no more money it's, it's it's not a asset to the actual economy it becomes the side of debt and the side of spending government you know that old saying they don't they don't make anything they just take so when government right. takes that money and you owe 30 trillion dollars you can't even pay the the the, the hiccup on, on the interest of that money from some guy who you know sold a house for 600,000 and now has to pay the government 30% instead of 20 so sure. it's the problem i think the problem is the american people are afraid to have this discussion because they they want to think of it as if there's one economy when what i'm trying to tell people and what i think is very obvious is that there are only two economies and once it enters that public sector it destroys it is a cancer on the private sector and the private sector cannot keep up tom can't no you know this you i mean you see what's happening in your own town of naperville the people who can move out right but what happens to the town of naperville how many people does the town of naperville employ Right. When you include the teachers and all of the money, they can't tax you enough, Tom. They could raise your taxes. They can't cover it. So until people wake up and see they don't get our money, especially when guys like Pete Buttigieg are in charge and they can't tell you what it means when they want to spend it. They can't tell you. All they got to say is we're going to create jobs and they can't even be specific and give you any specificity in how they want to take your money and what they're going to use it for. This is why we really got to pay attention to this time, and we really got to tell our kids that if you don't want your kid to grow up in a very, very bad Weimar Republic, Venezuela situation, it's time for the children to fight back because we are now too small a voice, and that's the problem. But, Tom, we're going to change that. Thank you so much. Did I, did I help you? Did it make sense? Oh, yeah. I, no, I, I understand that. I just was trying to see, like, how much money – Trump's uh, policies would have brought in versus Trump's tax and, you know, tax. Well, here's the best way to, here's the best indicator. What was the economy like under the Trump policies? 
And by that, I mean, what was the what was the the actual job situation prior to covid? How were small businesses thriving? What were the employment numbers of all communities, not just specific ones the government wanted to favor? And the answer is it was probably one of the best economies in modern day, if not the best economy, because there's no way to quantify that when you're allowing the private sector to grow versus the government sector. And that's what a Marxist is. They are anti private sector only talk about public sector and that's why we're in this circumstance thank you tom i appreciate it thank Thank you you. for the call all right listen we're going to go to break i'm going to see i see i got two lines open 312-642-5600 i'll take your calls and comments when i get back after this capitalism it's been bastardized it's been contorted it's been lied about it's been demonized And it's the only reason that this country was a superpower. It wasn't because politicians printed up money. It was because people understood how they could flourish in a capitalist system. They understood that this country had property rights, that the government was supposed to be restrained, not the people. Yet we've elected to give that away in spite of the actual facts, in spite of everywhere that this kind of government controls its people, the economic destruction. It's as if they are immune to the history or to the data or to the facts. George in Libertyville has an excellent point that everyone should talk about. George, thanks for calling the show. Buddy. Yeah, you know what? I was uh, I Googled this last fall having an argument with somebody. If the goal was of the government, especially these leftist commies now, was to take in more money through the IRS, anyone can Google anyone. the IRS tax haul and the largest tax haul the IRS ever had in the United States history, 2018, 2019 and now 2020 mm-hmm. lower taxes less regulation more irs tax hall it's, and george it's unbelievable it's because of what we were talking about there are only two Absolutely. economies government cannot tax itself and call it revenue yet it does but only when a private economy can grow does the actual government get more revenue and it's simple this is not hard this is econ Absolutely. 101 stuff george you got it buddy you've got a bunch of people that don't understand it thank you very much for the call you're 100 percent correct and now we're going to go to another interesting point matt south bend how are you matt doing fine sean uh what's going to ask is congress exempt from this capital gains because i'm not i'm not seeing you know them cutting their own hands because they know they move a lot of that congress is only exempt from insider trading which is what they all practice to become millionaires. They're not exempt from capital gains, but here's the dirty little secret, man, and we talked about it very briefly. Rich people don't need to take the gain. See, this is is how you can tell you're being played. Citizens are being played one against the other. Rich men don't need the gain. So they leave the asset and they let it grow, right? It's only us that work every day. You know, capital gains tax only hurts the small guy who needs the money to take the money to pay for tuition for his kids, to buy his wife the purse for the makeup argument he had, who needs to get that third vehicle for his 16-year-old that starts driving. Capital gains only hurts the middle class. That's it. It doesn't hurt rich people. Do you think billionaires, do you think Bezos is worried about capital gains tax? He doesn't take the money. He gives it away in a divorce, but he doesn't take it, Right. So, I yep. mean, this is, this is one of those straw men, those red herrings, that lets you kind of know, though. Here's the best thing about this argument. It lets you know who you're talking to. 
Because if you're talking to somebody who is promoting a high capital gains, they don't have any capital. Because capital is only something you have after you pay taxes. Capital gains is truly the definition of double taxation. I've already paid the tax on the money. It's my capital. Now I invest it. You want to charge me again on profit. What's in it for me? You disincentivize capital movement, the velocity of money. And it is why all socialist states and all socialist countries have an extremely high tax basis. Because they're running out of money to tax. So they continue to crank it up on the people who still stay there. Make sense? Yeah. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's right. Capital gain. The only thing the only thing Congress is exempt from is the stuff they put other people in jail for, like insider trading, right? I forgot who's the who's the chick uh Mick bought the that wore the apron that made the cookies. Martha something. Uh she's the one that, that uh went to jail for a year for, for insider trading when all she had to do was run for Congress. Hillary Clinton got rich. Martha went to jail. Bill, Northwest Side. Hey Sean, how you doing? Splendid. How are you? Good. Uh, you sound really sharp with money. Can I ask you one question? I have a 457 plan. I just retired about a year ago. Uh, to roll this into an IRA, can so I? You're too old I, to roll it into an IRA, aren't you? Or no, maybe you're not. No, I guess I could directly roll it into it, but. I'm, well, I'm not should anymore. I, should I, I got to tell you, Bill, I'm, I, was a license, I, mean, uh, I was a licensed investment advisor. I'm not anymore. And I, I, I'm not the guy to give you advice, but what I would oh, do with okay, it, well. here's what I would do, Bill. And I don't, you know, I don't want to give you bad advice, right? So that's what I'm trying to avoid. What I would do about okay. anything is that you need to talk to an accountant before you do yeah. it. Because even a, say an investment advisor gives you the right advice, but now under these fluid tax laws, how do you know you're not giving yourself a problem? That's what I want to know. (laughs) And that's, you know, that's not for me. That's when you need an accountant. But what you need to understand, Bill, is you may be better off just letting it sit. You know, talk to to somebody. At least they can't tax you if you don't take it. Right, Bill? Thank you so much for the call. I'm I'm worried about Biden with the taxes. You know what I mean? And you should be, Bill, because one thing's for sure. (laughs) He's coming for it. I mean, you know, and I'll tell you the truth, Bill. I talk to guys who are very wealthy guys. They're not moving. They're not moving oh, they're, their they're money. Stay, they're just they're staying, staying static, huh? <laughs> just stay static. And that's what happens. When you're, when you're uncertain of the law, when you yeah. have a politician who comes out and says, hey, by the way, not only do I want to change the law right now for, for moving forward, we're going to go back a month. We're yeah. going to go back two months. Now you've got right. a real problem on your hands. And you know what oh, else? Oh, yeah, that, then we're all screwed. <laughs> exactly. And under inflation, Bill, you're going to need that money liquid. So, you know, I say yeah. let it sit. And, and you know what I would do, Bill? You want to know what, what I would do? I'd borrow against it. Let them take it after yeah. you borrow it. Forget about it. I think it. I'm getting too old for that, but... Yeah, well, I wish you luck, brother. Thank you, Bill. It's, I'm sorry, I can mean to cut you off. It's a complicated world when you have a country that was steeped in rights of you and your money, your property, which is your property, steeped in rights that the government couldn't come along and change it. Wrong. They can do anything they want because it's not a government anymore. It's a gangster. It's a mafia. And by the way, there are people licking their chops at these changes. You know why? These changes mean their side of the aisle is going to get far more power. Like Buttigieg, a child who has a job because of his sexual preference, not because of his intellect or his understanding of the economy. He doesn't understand anything. What he's espousing is principles of hate, Marxism, communism, government control. And guess what? By the looks of it, we've got a little more than 50% of the country that's all in. 
All right, so I don't know if I want to touch this with a 10-foot pole, Mark, but let's give it a try. Mark, Plainfield. Uh, good evening, Sean. Uh, if your last caller is still listening, invest in guns, gasoline, and canned goods, and make yes. sure your uh, kids yeah. and grandkids know how to defend it. Yeah, I'm thinking about opening a bomb shelter company, so just hang on, Mark, but go ahead. Uh, anyway, um, you are, uh, uh, that tax, that is the cruelest form of double taxation. You spend your whole life uh, saving so you can leave something to your kids, and then this is after tax, and the government now wants to take half of it. It's the uh, most immoral. It's the mo- Here's the thing. It's the most immoral of all taxes. And, Mark, the problem of why I think politicians are so scummy is that politicians should be the ones advocating that this stop immediately. The idea that you are prevented from building wealth shows you that this is nothing more than a Ponzi scheme. What's become very evident to me is that the American financial system is strictly a Ponzi scheme that picks its madoffs. That's all it is. And govern, government officials who've never done anything are the ones making the rules. So when you want to know how it ends, you know, unless things change and unless the people decide to stand up for what American principles are, it's going to end like Venezuela. So do you have a dog, Mark? And is he a fat one? Can you make a lot of sandwiches out of him? No? All right. Listen, don't get mad at me. I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't have, That's why I, I don't mind dog sitting when Dan Prof goes on vacation. Because to me, I'm not watching his dog. I'm prepping. And that son of a gun will get a little oregano on him, some extra virgin olive oil, and it'll be the new Brigitte. So we're going to talk about that and more when we get back. 312-642-5600. Oh, good song, kid. Love it. You know, I got to tell you, this is my favorite kind of show to do. It really is. And um, to bring on party propagandists to tell you, ah, you know what, all we got to do is get behind a name and everything's going to be all right. That's not the show I can do. To me, it's about us understanding what's happening and demanding that it stop and demanding things change. And we're the biggest, we're what the politicians are afraid of. Politicians like that rah-rah stuff. Believe me, that's why Illinois Republicans love second place. They make a lot of money in second place. They go down to Caligula, known as Springfield, right? These big dummies, they pretend that they are fighting for you the whole time they're having a party. You know, years ago, I I told a friend of mine, who now ironically spends a lot of time in Springfield, I wanted to open up a tavern in Springfield, name it Vices, and just have a bunch of degenerate nonsense, lap dances for all of them, drinks on the house, because that's what they really do in Springfield. Illinois is a joke. It's a national punchline. And the idea that these idiots pretend to pass a budget or they pretend there's a surplus somewhere shows you just how stupid the Illinois Democrat voter is. You're the kind of moron that voted for this trust fund, daddy-hating, self-loathing, buffoon, tax-avoidance specialist. And I don't mean Penny Pritzker, although it fits her. I mean good old JB and these talking mannequins on WGN. Well, they're the same idiots who were just on talking about how Rockford's trying to lure Wisconsin voters and Wisconsin businesses to Rockford. Oh, okay. Let me know how that goes for you. The, The slogan should be, move here, I dare you. That's what Rockford's slogan should be. And if there was a way to short Rockford, I'd be putting the uh, put options on. That's just me. But to pretend that Illinois passed a budget is almost a comedy. 
of the so-called corporate tax loopholes were closed, lawmakers passed the $42.3 billion budget without raising individual taxes. Now, the House ended its overtime session shortly after 2.30 this morning, sending lawmakers home. Their Senate counterparts they didn't go home. returning at this hour to wrap things up on the other side. The spending plan includes $2.5 billion in federal COVID relief funding for infrastructure and other programs. So what that means? is all of these guidos, these wannabe gangsters who own these phony cement companies who donate massive, massive amounts to Democrats get to put those orange cones out and pretend to be working. That's all that's all that means. They're going to really, really jack up the infrastructure in Illinois. What a punchline that is. Three companies, all buffoon, drunks, handing big envelopes back to Democrats who keep voting for the spending. And there's the Illinois Democrat. Can't wait to vote again. But there are a number of things. It provides an additional $350 million for school funding, $7.4 billion for human services, $1.9 billion. Wait, wait, wait. $7.4 billion for human services. How's that work in Illinois? How's that work? When a good weekend is 32 shots, only three dead. Huh? Luckily, they're all terrible shots. And this will keep going on in perpetuity because the Illinois Mafia Democrat Party is the strongest in the nation, in the nation. So that's why I'm going to take this next call. There's a reason for that. Jim in uh, on the north side. How are you, Jim? Yeah, uh, Sean, uh, just in reference to that uh, guy that called in earlier and asked uh, why did they put a mental cripple like Biden in there uh, when they could have stole it for anybody? Uh, and the obvious answer is he's a perfect Charlie McCarthy for Barack Obama. Because Barack Obama is de facto the third term president. But Jim, and I want to ask this. All thing. the policies that uh, Biden are putting through are aimed at destroying this country, which Obama wanted to but do Jim, in the first place. Jim, you sound like a yeah. wonderful guy. You sound like an old time Chicagoan. So I'm going to guess you yeah. lived here. You lived here for how many years? <laughs> Since nickel hamburgers. OK, so, Jim, I'm going to this. This is perfect to my point. Barack Obama is a beautiful example of a political whore. Now, what I mean by that is he went off. He lives in a, in a, in a $48 million seaside estate, right? Barack Obama yeah. went from a guy who couldn't get a mortgage to a guy that's worth tens of millions of dollars. And he's really, when you think about it, I mean, I understand that they want us to think he's the, he's the puppet master. But it's not Barack Obama yeah. because before Barack Obama, it was the dailies in, in Chicago. You know that. And it was that yeah, Democrat but... mafia. It's an ideology. Yeah. Here's my point, Jim. It's an ideology. It's not a man. This is, at least before, the old mobsters, the old Democrat mafia, they were self-enriching and you, they were quiet, right? The Dailies and their mafia family and the Madigans and all that. It got just unbearable over years. This new Marxist mafia believes they're the true believers. They are the true Soviets. We're not going to be as lucky as we were under Obama, who just wanted to steal enough or, 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 now, or profit enough. He, he, he was is, out to destroy this country right from the get-go. But He caused all this racial strife. He caused uh, all that where we're at Well, now. he didn't, he didn't cause believe it. believe me, stoked. anybody that says they admire Barack Obama and they love this country, that's an oxymoron. I agree with you, but what I'm trying to say is, and thank you, by the way, Jim, thank you for the call, but what I'm trying to say is it's bigger than Barack Obama. It's the ideology of collectivism. It's the ideology that government knows everything and should control everything. And it's a massive acceptance by the people that call themselves Americans. 
Jim's right when he says that if you support that policy, it's you're not you're not an American. He's absolutely right. The problem is they kind of get to vote that way. And over the decades, you're living in a country that started out recognizing the enlightenment, the individuality of the sovereign citizen, and has given it away. Martin Hammond, Indiana. Hi, Martin. Uh, yeah, I'm calling because uh, I'm just I'm just worried about a hyperinflationary collapse because I don't see how people are going to be able to survive with them printing all this money. I mean, Martin, it, I, I, I read getting... your comment. I read your comment, and here I want to pose something to you. We use that word without understanding what it is. When, when lumber is up 300%, isn't that hyper? And if it's not, what's hyper mean? Because to me, the yeah, idea right. that lumber is up 300%, it's three times what it was one year ago. That's 300%. That's hyper. Right, when, right. when corn, which is the base food of all animals that we eat, is up 108%, right. that's hyper. Our problem, Martin, is we're spoiled. We're spoiled because we lived in a time when people that were much better than us were mad about an $8 billion debt. $8 billion. Where now I've got Pete Buttigieg, who only has his job because of his sexual proclivities, tell me how righteous it is to spend $3 trillion. So maybe it's our definitions that need tweaking more than uh, if we are in hyperinflation or if hyperinflation is coming. Yeah. And, you know, Martin, it wasn't that long ago. My mother worked three jobs. I know what it's like to not be able to pay an electric bill. And I'll be always be grateful to Mr. Cozy, who loaned me the money that time when we needed it. And I know what it's like to be that poor person who wants to just survive, not thrive. Unfortunately, we're too far away from those 70s. But we're going to go through them, Martin. And I hope you do well. And I hope I meet you in person, and I really appreciate the call. And I'll take the rest of your calls when I get back. 312-642-5600. I have two lines open. Call if you want to. This is the fastest show on radio. I can't believe that we're almost over. And you know me. I'll argue with guests I have if I don't agree with them. So probably going to argue with some listeners from time to time. It's just the nature of things. I don't mean to argue with Nick, but I think I'm going to. Nick on the northwest side. Hi, Nick. Oh, I don't want you to argue with me, man. I'm in trouble enough. My no, no, don't worry. It's going to be a gentle argument. Shows. Go ahead. Okay, okay. Be gentle with me. Uh, use a little whip like Madonna has. Uh, I was telling the, the lady who answered that um, uh, I knew it was probably going to be a low count with the amount of shootings and deaths and, and wounded at the beginning of the uh, long weekend because it was predicted well, to weekend. be uh, a very cool weekend. And these guys, they can get a frostbite in their fingers. They get, you won't have to be sensitive, you know. So, Nick, trigger, the gun is made what you're, what you're so suggesting, as I ascertain your call, you're suggesting over the Memorial Day weekend that it was less than last year, not the shootings, because the shootings are actually up, and they were up the year before, and that's the only trajectory of, of murder. And, and to, your, to your extent, you're right. There were 32 shot, but there were three dead. Nick, you know I appreciate the call. It wasn't an argument at all. But I want to talk about one of these specifically, because so often we don't know the names. And I was reading this today, as I always like to look at the, what exactly happens and why we should be horrified and disgusted with the Democrat ghetto that the Democrat mafia has built in Chicago. And I want to read this. He was sweet as gold. Curtis Wilson had been planning to barbecue with neighbors when he was shot dead. Hundreds of friends and family gather at Stroger Hospital. After Curtis Wilson was shot dead in the 700 block of North Spalding Avenue in Chicago, 
vehicle with at least 13 bullet holes. It's in the 700 block of Spalding Avenue. Curtis was known for hosting parties on its west side block and had been planning to spend Memorial Day evening barbecuing with neighbors. Everybody loved him, Deborah Wilson said of her stepson. He was as sweet as gold. She spoke in the parking lot of Storger Hospital, surrounded by hundreds of people who gathered there Monday night after hearing Wilson had been shot dead. Wilson was 40. He was shot several times around 7, 10 p.m. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's not an improvement. It's not normal. It's the result and the ramification of the Democrat mafia that does this everywhere it rules. This is the one constant where these incompetent, corrupt, Marxist scum preside over. It is a ghetto. It is destruction. And it is not going to stop. It's only going to get worse. So no respect, no disrespect to our caller, but I don't celebrate this weekend's calamity because we say three, three died. When you look at the, who these people were, who they are, and how they affected Curtis Wilson, Took pride in his neighborhood. Everybody loved them, right? Doesn't matter when you're shot dead by some scumbag that you paid 18000 a year to pretend he went to school for. That's, what, that's the reality of it. So when I hear these conversations, oh, better get better, better get kids back in school because, you know, the carjackings and the crime and the mayhem. That's not an argument to open schools. It's an argument to close them forever and keep all good kids out of them. So they are not corrupted by these Democrat mafia Marxists pretending to be Americans. It's sickening to me. I'll be back tomorrow, 5 to 7, fastest show on radio. Robert, I'm sorry I didn't get to you. I'll get to you tomorrow. Be safe. Talk to you in 24.